0: Let's start this way. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed, for as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I don't know about how you like uh, to read a book, but some people like to read the beginning and then just skip maybe to the middle and then just go on to the end and leave out all the messy stuff that happens in the middle. That's how a lot of people like to read the Bible or even approach the church calendar. They might come at the beginning of Advent or Christmas time, and then skip all that messy stuff in the middle with... Well, Epiphany, and then the Gesima season, and then especially Lent with its somberness. Maybe showing up once or twice during Holy Week, but looking forward to Easter, finally coming to the good part at the end, the resurrection of the body. But of course, that's not how our Lord tells the story. He tells all the parts because they all have their own purpose or benefit. And so it behooves us not to leave out any of the counsel of God's Word, but rather to study the whole counsel of God's Word, even the messy and hard bits, like we did on Good Friday when we heard not only of our Lord's suffering, death, but also we heard our Lord's own lament over his people and over his city and his land, that is, over Jerusalem, Israel, indeed his people, lamenting their betrayal their unbelief their rebellion against him, his word this would be similar to coming into church on wednesday night and i say in the name of the father son and holy spirit your sins are forgiven now let's keep going and you're like but wait aren't we supposed to confess our sins first and yes of course we do we confess our sins and god who is faithful and just will forgive us our trespasses Right. So both parts are necessary. And thus it is with the church here. We don't leave out any of the parts of our Lord's, from our Lord's incarnation all the way through to his suffering, death, and burial. And then we come, of course, now to the this 50-day season of Easter, rejoicing in the resurrection and the life everlasting. Because without the cross of Christ, there can be no resurrection of Christ. Without Christ suffering and dying for your sins, then there would be no resurrection because the wages of sin is death. Death is the bitter sting of sin, as we heard on Sunday. So we dare not skip over the cross and go straight to the resurrection. But we also heard today that we ought not simply dwell on the cross of Christ and the suffering that he did and his death for our sins to forgive us, but that we must confess also then the fruit of the cross, which is forgiveness life and salvation Paul was quite uh, well I would say cautious or he would caution you from entertaining the idea that there is no resurrection of the body which was true at the time of Jesus there were the sadducees who denied the resurrection there seemed to be others even amongst the pharisees who at least tried to catch Jesus in the word in his words suggesting there would be no resurrection Also trying to test him, saying, you know, whose uh, wife will the woman who had had seven husbands be in the resurrection? Clearly they don't quite believe in it. But he also wants us to caution us because today, in our world, it is true that most people don't believe in a resurrection of the body. Some will believe in a sort of resurrection, that is, um, you'll hear it said at funerals sometimes that the dead have sprouted their wings and have flown away to heaven. Mm, as in like an angel without a body and a way of denying the resurrection. Sometimes our own burial practices seem to suggest that we don't believe in the resurrection of the body. That Christ will call out to us on the last day as Paul reminds us in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians with a voice of command, with the cry of, of an archangel with the sound of the trumpet and the dead will be raised or perhaps forgetting the promise of Ezekiel in chapter 37 of the dry bones being brought together and then the sinews and flesh and the muscles and then finally the skin and the breath of God, the Holy Spirit being breathed upon them and the slain being raised from the dead. It's not simply enough to confess that Jesus has died for our sins, but we must also then confess that he was raised for our justification. That is... The resurrection of the body is the proof that the Lord has truly suffered the death for your sins and mine, indeed for the sins of the whole world. They have been atoned for completely, fully, past, present, and future, and thus the grave could not hold him. Death had no power over him and does not have any power over us either. If it were not true that the dead were raised in their body, then Paul reminds us that we would be, of all people, most pitiable because what we would believe in is actually just a fable or some kind of imaginary tale or just a well-wish or a hope. But instead, it is our faith. It's what we confess. As Christ was raised from the dead, so we too will be raised from the dead, alive, the firstfruits of those who belong to Christ. Christ the first fruits, I should say, and then we who belong to him following after. Thus, Easter is a time of triumph, Triumph over the grave and over death itself. And Christ's triumph is our triumph because we've been joined to him in baptism. We too have already died. Died with Christ, as Paul reminds us in Romans, and raised with Christ. Because we have our sins forgiven, because death has been overcome by Christ for us already, then we need not fear sin, death, or hell. We need not be like Mary simply weeping outside the tomb. But instead, the Lord comes to us and speaks to us as he did with those two angels clothed in white. He calls us by name. He called her Mary. He calls us by our name. And we too will be raised from the dead, from fear, from desperation, from our weeping. So also we. Christ will call to us by name and bring us out of our, out of our tombs, raised in the body. And thus we can say with the Lord what he said to Mary. I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And so it will be on the last day that we too will ascend out of the grave to Jesus' Father, who is our Father too by baptism, and to our God, who is his God too. May God grant us comfort in this word, knowing that the dead will be raised as Christ was raised on the third day. In Jesus' name.